Hey, what's up, guys? Peace to you all. This is another episode of the Brothers of Destruction podcast, and I'm your host, Anthony King, and I got my good brother with me. Duquan Donovan. What's going on, brother? You already know. Uh, shoot, I just got on the weight scale, and I lost like three pounds. Damn, man. I'm trying to do that my damn self. I'm trying to lose like 30, 33 pounds. 30? Damn. But you know what? I'm not even trying to lose much weight. I'm working out and I'm, I'm building some muscle and I'm leaning out. So mm-hmm. I surprisingly dropped three pounds. I wasn't really trying to drop weight. I was trying to gain, but I ended up dropping some. So I'm going to get to that. But uh, other than that, did you enjoy AEW NXT this week? Uh, NXT, yeah. AEW. Not sure. Kind of fell kind of flat, brother. Oh, okay. Well, let's, 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 let's. Okay, so. <laughs> a- <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> let's get into AEW, right? <laughs> all right, I can, all right, let's. So, to start the show, they showed a package of Kenny Omega getting checked on, and he looked really banged up. He had right. these gashes from the barbed wire and a nasty black eye and apparently wasn't cleared to compete. But we find out that Moxley is banged up too, but he's clear. I thought that was cool to open up the show. That was really some dramatic shit. Right. That was really some dramatic. I like the way they tell their stories. They really, they do it like a, like more soap opera-ish. It's a hint of real, it's like you're watching a reality show. Right, right. Right. It's like it's like when if WWE would put Total Divas on Raw, <laughs> <laughs> right? They segue to that, and then we see John Moxley. He, he he had the first match of the night, and he defeated Michael Nakazawa, who was there to avenge Kenny Omega. I assume. Yeah. But this but this match went quick, and it was pretty much a squash. Super squash. Yo, I didn't even think he look. I didn't think Moxley would perform long anyway. Yeah. Because after that unsanctioned match at Full Gear, why would he? Why would they even book him to do that? So I'm sure, like, that's the reason why he came out there and beat him real quick. And then Michael Nakazawa doesn't really lose any momentum because he's he's one of those people that I look at as, uh, I think, I, I look at him as, as the same chorus, as the, you know, those people that has mileage on their career, but they're not going to utilize him and put him in a top spot. Following the match, he cut a promo and he laid down the enemy lines for anyone who wants next. I think that's badass. I like John Moxley like this. I, lo- I love him like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even watch the match. The match went by so damn fast. Um, during this time, I was watching NXT, but I did catch the promo. And Dean, well, not Dean, John Moxley, he's one of those guys that can bring you into a building with his words. Right, right. He's starting to, he's starting to really... We're seeing shades of the CZW Moxley. And right. that Moxley, bro, was so ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, when you just look at his promos, when you see him in his element, Moxley back in the CZW days was... Dangerous that was man. Sh- like, like, Booker, like Booker T said, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. like he had, he, yo, he would have you invested. What you doing over there? You eating chicken? No, that, that's what I'm, that's what, that's all my promos are. Chicken eating, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you over there eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, chicken. You know, I, I had I had to throw I had to throw something in the in the in the fuel tank real quick. My bad. <laughs> that's nah, all good. It's all good. I got my food on the way too. Um, <laughs> so after that, we saw Dark Order take on Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt, mm-hmm. and 
Jungle Boy is so fast and getting better every week. Uh -huh. This was a pretty much good classic. Not a classic, but a, a, a I would say casual tag match. Yeah. You got your good guy versus bad guy, and you know who's good and who's bad. I like how Dark Order, they won with this crazy tag finish. I feel like I've seen it before, but at the same time, didn't. They did a gory bomb mixed with like a front flipping stunner. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. They needed the victory. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they carried it needed it more than the Jungle Boy and, um, and Marco Stunt because they characters have been suffering. Bro, they've been losing. They've been on the losing end for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm glad that they're giving them cool segments because after that match, they offered Marco a spot in their little minion squad. Right. But it was declined, and the ass whooping came <laughs> via Luchasaurus. Yo. So I'm glad he made his return. The big deal. Yo, Luchasaurus. Come on. <laughs> no, he, he, he next. He the, he, he next. He the one. He the one. Yeah, he the, he one. the one. The thing about, the thing about Luchasaurus is... World champion material with that mask on. Question. That, that's the question. Is he world champion material with that mask on? He could do that because the fiend does. The fiend is doing it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm Kane, just saying. Kane did it for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Right. It Rey Mysterio. Happen. It can happen. Right. It's it great can. to see all three of them guys back. Um, mm -hmm. Next up, we got my favorite entrance, Sean Spears. Okay. Like that shit always catches me off guard, right. bro. Like I, I, I love it. But we got a triple threat match up between him and my other favorite guy, Peter Avalon, the librarian. Right. And Darby Allen, who's also my other dude. So this was just a dope lineup of wrestlers for me. Like, this was like watching Kurt Angle versus Jericho versus Eddie Guerrero randomly back in the Attitude Era. Like, right. one of those type of, like, where everybody has a place and it's just dope to see them tied up together. Get, right. get the Get what I mean? Like, so I love, I love that match. Yeah, it was, it was a good, it was an interesting match. Um, it had its spots. Yeah, it most definitely did. Darby Alley, shoot, he did what he had to do. He, he you know, he shot in the spots. Everybody showed their best attributes in this match. Yeah, yeah, they, everything was was timed right. Like Joey right. Janela, he made an appearance to get his revenge on Sean mm -hmm. Spears. He took him out the match, so that kind of protected him right. from a pin, and that left Darby and Avalon to battle it out, and Darby won. Yeah, so, which is cool. It, it, Peter doesn't. Avalon, he, he don't need wins. He can be, he can be. I, I feel Peter Avalon is the Santino Morella of their show. He's the comedy act. He's the the hill that they need to lose, but could get wins if he get on the right hot streak. At, at some point, yeah. At some point, I think he will get on the hot streak. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. And after that, Darby accepted the challenge that was made by John Moxley early in the night. So I guess we're gonna get another kill ourselves match again. Nah, nah, not yet, not yet. I think they're gonna wait a little while for that. I don't think they would do that again. Not, not, not this early. They bet not, but I, I think they facing each other next week or something like that. They already announced it. Like, yeah, they are. To, so it may be just a regular singles match or whatever. Um, next up, we had Nyla Rose in a squash match. This was pretty much something quick to keep her looking strong. And I say that it's only a matter of time before we get her in awesome comp one on one. It's coming, but I think that's going to be, like, all out next year. Yeah, they're going to build up. They're going to be on separate paths of destruction because mm -hmm. I, I see this This is what this is all about. Like, you can already see the seeds being planted, but there's nothing much to take from here. Just let's make let's make sure Nyla Rose that we, we keep another monster momentum going. You know what I mean? Um, keep keep them on an the incline. Right. Uh, following, we got Chris Jericho in a hot promo doing his thing, and then MJF came out with Cody's music. 
Most definitely. Man, listen, MJF, we know he was a star. We know he's <laughs> AEW's, well, he's AEW's, well, he's the second top hill on the, on the show now. Yeah. But <clears throat> he's, well, well, we, he's, a, he's that first homegrown star. Yeah. He, he, he's, yeah. He's, the, he's the one that gonna benefit the most out of everybody in AEW. The funny thing is, early on, before they uh, got on TV, you've seen that in some of their events, like their early events in, the, in, in this year. MJF just has a natural niche. Like, it's, it's something about him. It's an aura. There's, there's a natural charisma. It's right. almost as if he's embodied the character that he is MJF. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's always shooting. He's always shooting from the hip. It always feels that, that way. Yeah. But, yeah, um, he really got heat from the audience. and had some words for Cody. Then the crowd started chanting bullshit, you know, like, because he just was obviously so good on the mic. Yeah. And then him and Jericho had this great exchange. And I love, like, just the quick little Easter egg when Jericho brought up Juventude. Uh-huh. Guerrero from WCW days. Yeah. And I love that context. Like, you kind of school the kids a little bit. Because mm-hmm. now people are going to go back and figure out, whoever doesn't know, who's Hoovy? Who's Juventude? Just like MJF said. That was kind of cool <laughs> for him being a youngin' asking, who the hell is Juventude? Right. You know? you know, it was like Jericho was talking to a younger version of himself. Yo, that's what it reminded me of. Because even with the back and forth, the do you want to be in, do you want to be in the elite? I mean, do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me in the inner circle? Do you want to be, like, like like even like? But I think they did this in WWE though. I remember Kevin Owens and Jericho doing something of the sort as well. I think I've seen that that Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck type of thing. Right, one person is yeah, I seen that, and then it ended up turning to this jackass spot that was funny and. <laughs> That that shit was yeah. They, Cody Rhodes, they both said at the same time. Right. Yeah. That that was that was funny. Cody obviously came out to the ring to get his payback, but bruh, when he botched that power slam, bruh, I'm like, what? I was like, yo, I was I was like, oh man, like, Cody. Yeah, he, oh yeah, he still he still banged up for that match. I'm <laughs> I'm hoping that's what it is. I just hope it wasn't time wrong or anything. Like you know in the Oh, come they, on, they, bro. Whatever it was, but they made up for it. You hear Jericho say again. Like, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to catch that. The, the, legend, the legendary Jericho talking too loud, right? He will tell you. Jericho will say, let's do it again. You will say it. <laughs> but just when it seemed Cody was on top, in come Warden, mm-hmm. the guy that they've been playing packages for a minute. Right. For, you know, he attacked Cody and brutalized him. And that was pretty much the segment. But I'm left with this question. Do we have two more members added to the inner circle? They didn't really get into that. Okay, me personally feel like MJF should stay away from the inner circle. Mm. Mm. I just feel like he 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 can be an entity within himself, and he can you know he'll he'll be a big like him being in the inner circle is not bad, but I think the inner circle project for building a young star is Sammy Guevara. Yeah, it'll be yeah they can't step on each other's toes. Maybe right. he can maybe he could toe the line and, and play around with it and. I guess we'll see. Yeah. You know, um, next we got a rematch from Full Gear between Pac and Hangman Adam Page. And I was thinking just off GP that Pac would have to score a win to even the playing field. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad they did it that way. They had a crazy rematch. It was just as impactful as the Full Gear one, in my opinion. Right. And I think Pac is just such a dirty player, man. (laughs) He is so good. Like, the brother don't get enough props and he's just too good. Yeah. He kept, he kept kicking Adam in the head. He kept being this antagonizer. 
I thought this was what it was supposed to be. Pat got the victory, and that was that. Well, I I personally felt like Pac should 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 win all the matches against Hangman Page. I'm not a fan of Hangman Page, but mm. not in the ring, like his story, like for in the ring, I don't like him. But his story to become a wrestler, I love. Okay, but but yeah, I just his move set don't do it for me. That's all. He can do some fantastic things, but like his finisher, the what the sling, what the the sling blade lariat, whatever it is, like it just don't do it for me. But it was a good match. Got you. Segway to backstage, we had Santana and Ortiz brawling it out with the Young Bucks. And this was some very entertaining shit. Like, I felt how I felt how genuine this was. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they are fans of this shit just like us, just, just because of how it went down. Yeah. And then Orange Cassidy appearing for like a few seconds was one of the spots of the whole show. That, was yep. like what, that did it for me, for real. Like, but I have a question. What's up? What the hell he doing in a random bathroom just standing on the wall though? Like yo, like a wild, a wild orange Cassidy appears. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. He just was a wild and he just was standing there like, nah, that's that's some good shit. One one of the bucks got power bombed through that same wood box one of the members of Rock and Roll Express went through. So I'm thinking from here on that maybe if not a Santana and Ortiz spot, where they always put somebody through that, or maybe uh-huh. that's just the that's just the AEW thing. Like kind of right. how the Dudleys would powerbomb people through the uh, the table, through that, through, yeah, through the, in that same little area. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz are gangsters, man. Yo. Like them, yo, I get I get New York vibes all yo all day long. Yo, them <laughs> brothers is gangsters. <laughs> I'm all I meant to I meant to say th- this is all I'm gonna say about AEW at the moment. And these brawls last a little too long. Just a little bit too long. They're a little long-winded, bro. Mm. This bro right here was long-winded as hell. Like it, it went into a commercial break. It came back from a commercial break, and they still was brawling. Do you think maybe that's why it feels long? You're getting a lot of footage of it. You're seeing it during a commercial break, and you're seeing it coming from the commercial break. Maybe if you just saw the commercial, you'll probably feel better. Which maybe, you- maybe, but it's just like these brawls been way long-winded. And also, I have another gripe. With them showing Matt Jackson getting up after the the power bomb spot, they should have had him on the ground. He should have sold it. He should have sold it. Yeah, I had a problem with that. Like, like he 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 getting up and it's like now he put himself in Triple H territory where he don't have to look weak. <laughs> hmm. You know, AW everybody kind of got like this super strength where they can take a double move. move and then get up. You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> closing closing the show. We got Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara taking on SEU for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Now, Jericho, as always, came out with Jake Hager by his side. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm really feeling this enforcer thing for Jake, man. It's it's really working for some. Yeah. It's really reinvented him, and I think he's taken more seriously than ever. Okay. All right. I think so. Like, I, I like how Jericho, especially being around Jericho, and he's not speaking at all. We haven't even heard him say anything. He hasn't said one word yet. <laughs> you, you get it? So yeah. I, I freak with that. It's kind of like a, a, I mean, Batista didn't have much to say. Yeah, early early, days of early Batista, right, right, right. You know? Um, as this match started, I began to think about something, though. Like, what if it was always in the plans to have Scorpio Sky be a tag champ with Kazari? Oh, okay. You, you know, maybe they wanted to show depth to Scorpio's uh-huh. character by having him gracefully bow out, originally allowing the quote-unquote experience 
of Daniels and Kazarian to be utilized for the tag team tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, you already know what happened. Daniels gets kayfabe injured just for Scorpio Sky to be in the match anyway. So I just was thinking about it. that. Just was sidebar. Like, what if that was always the plan to let Scorpio hold the titles anyway? Maybe, maybe you never know because they look like they got big plans for Scorpio Sky, man. Like, <laughs> to, I'm I'm of the belief that it's a collision course that they're not talking about between Scorpio and Luchasaurus. Uh, I, I'm gonna believe that's just me being that's me fan theory in it. I'm gonna believe Luchasaurus and Scorpio Sky got a collision course, low key. Okay, okay, I like that. I actually like that. I didn't even think about that, brother. That's a good one. Yeah, SCU they retained in clean fashion with a roll up pin, mm-hmm. and this gave Jericho his first loss, but he didn't get beat. And I was just kind of like how the show ended. We seen Jericho suffer his first loss after seemingly going through all the competition. Now he's finally met his first crack. Right, right. And then he, I mean, he threw, he threw a, a, a temper tantrum after the match. Yeah, because think about it. You haven't lost since AEW started. Yeah. So that was his first one. And he took the pin. True. Uh, yeah, the most dangerous move in wrestling. You're right. So I, I, I like the storytelling in this. In this, I was debating what I would give this show. But for me, maybe I'll get... I, I think I'm leaning towards a seven. Uh-huh. I was going to give it an eight, but it's, it's something about an eight that makes me feel like I'm making this episode seem like it was superb when it was just cool. You right. Know? So, I, you know, I, I'll give it a seven. And the um, brother of the night for me was MJF, and that's all I got to say about that. Well, MJF is going to be a brother of the night. If it comes to eight down to AEW, he's the brother of the night every night. <laughs> um, but um, one more side note is um, next week, uh, Matt Tremont... What, what, hang on. I can't, am I saying the name right? Matt Tremont, the guy that um, got killed, they ha- mm. they're having a debut match. I mean, not a debut, a tribute match for him next week when they come to LAX and private party. That's why they came out at the end of the match. I mean, at the end of the beatdown. Mm. So, yeah, they haven't... I missed that. I heard about something like that. Yeah. Because uh, I think I, I forgot what I went to do, but I heard it and I missed it. Okay, thank you. Brother Knight, like you said, MJF. Well, how about I do like this? A combination between him and Jericho, because that promo was incredible. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm giving this show in. I'm giving the show a, a six point five because it was just a it it was an after show and like you know they gotta build story for the next pay-per-view. <clears throat> but that's pretty much it, man. Okay. Moving on into NXT, the show opened up with Leo Rush defending his NXT Cruiserweight Championship against Angel Garza mm-hmm. and his wife and kids. They were there. And this one was a bona fide, as JR would say, slobber to me. But they had to let this match end in controversy because Garza's yeah. leg was on the bottom rope and he got mm-hmm. pinned. So I assume it's not over and Angel will get another shot for the title in the near future. That's if they keep up the continuity in this. Right. Well, this was a good-ass match, man. <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was a good-ass match. I'm going to just go like this. A guard's a foot on the rope and leave an opportunity. Him, him taking his pants off and giving the pants to the wife. Him, like Angel Garza is putting in work right now, man. Yeah, he he's, he's reminding me of a young Eddie Guerrero. I think we got we got these. I know they give Sammy Guevara on AW this young Eddie Guerrero vibe, but Angel Garza kind of reminds me more because of that because of the charisma he exudes when he yeah. comes out and interacts with the crowd. Let me ask you a question. Is he a heel or a face? Because he's still tweening, bro. He's a tweener. What oh, okay. happens is 
I think he has a um, he's big with the female audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was a heel. He wasn't being a jerk, but the females love him despite despite that. So there could be some some Shawn Michaels type of thing going on. Yeah. He's supposed to be heel, but the ladies still love him. Right. Uh, next up was Zia Lee taking on Aaliyah in a rematch from some weeks ago, I believe. And this was rather fast, maybe three, four minutes tops. And Zia Lee won. And I was thinking, does Aaliyah ever win? Barely. But th- yeah. I think I think Zali broke her nose. Yo, she was too rough, man. I don't know if there was some cues missed. I don't know if it's like, yo, they're not ready. But they <laughs> got to be careful, man. The NXT women's division is my favorite, man. They can't be. Don't, y'all got, they got to be careful. Right. And, Ali- and Aaliyah is just the, I guess she's the jobber of the NXT women's division. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like it. That makes sense. Um, Next up, we have Finn Balor come out and cut a promo, started talking spicy and asking about Matt Riddle, and then Riddle came out and attacked his ass. You found it funny that he called, he said Matt Riddle's name, and as soon as Riddle came out his mouth, Matt Riddle was on that ass. Yo. He knew he was going to say something about him. Like <laughs> It was the cue. It was the it was the cues of the cues, bro. Like, that was for the first time we really got to see Finn active as a heel getting offense on him. Yeah, if you, th- if you think about it, like, because mm-hmm. he's been getting away with attacking people or just popping up, and nobody even really getting. Matt Riddle's the first person to really get his hands on. Yeah, th- to get to put hands on him, you know. And I, I just realized we hadn't even had a match. He hadn't even had a match since joint since um he he came back to the NXT brand. Yeah, Takeover gonna be his first one. I don't think he's gonna have a match before Takeover. I, I guess at this point I'll do that. You know, yeah. I would do that. Matt Riddle told Finn, "You can't run forever." Then the Undisputed Era came out early, bro. Early. Oh, OD early. On that ass. It was on that Fans. ass. Adam Cole is funny because he picked the mic up and said, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> it just was ready. It was, yo, like, there it, it was, yo, bro, I could tell it was kind of like, you ever seen Ice-T in New Jack City when you wanted to kill Nino Brown? Oh, yeah, 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 he yeah. Was yeah. Like, it's, I want to shoot you so bad. <laughs> My dick is hard. Right, <laughs> right, right. Adam Cole was antsy when he came right. to that ring, bro. To hold it, and they, yo, them boys is like wolves, man, hyenas. Mm-hmm. You know, they jumped him, they jumped him, but Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa came out for the save, and what Keith Lee challenged Adam Cole. Yeah, he challenged Adam Cole because yeah, he called, he called out, he said, "You beat Daniel Bryan, you had a good match with Seth Rollins. Can you do that against me, practically?" Yeah, and then Roderick was like, "You know, this man had the craziest stretch in like two weeks." Whatever, I'll accept it. I'm like, yo, Roderick is a G. Yeah, yeah. But, a G. <laughs> but the only thing is, you taking bullets for one person. You took it. You taking them bullets for for Adam Cole. That shit going to get you know get tired some sometime. Yeah, it might. They might implode doing that shit after a while. That's a fact. That's a fact. And so, so, so we ended up getting that impromptu match between them right then and there. Right, right. And they had a good ass match, bro. I was shocked. I was shocked. They they put this they put this all together in the way they did, bro. Yeah, physical as hell. Like right. the superplex that he gave Keith Lee off the top rope was superhuman. Like so I said, that's a big dude to be doing a superplex from the top rope to. That's a fact. The undisputed tried to interfere again, but Champa and Matt Riddle came out to regulate. <laughs> and then you know it seemed good, and then Finn came back out and laid Riddle out. Yeah. So it's like after all that commotion. You know, we we still see Finn stand tall, but Keith Lee ended up winning the match. Yeah. So 
I guess that's a little something that I guess we're going to expand on. He pins the NXT North American champion. Maybe there'll be a title shot again. I think they've been setting that up for a minute anyway. I think that's, you know, that, that's that been the direction they've been going in, especially after the triple threat. Right, yeah. And speaking of that, because right after that match, um, you know, they came back in and they tried to hound them like hyenas again, and then Dominic Dijakovic made a face turn <laughs> and helped them out. Yep. You know what I mean? Now he's going to war games. And I thought it was going to be as the fourth member, but then we find out he's actually replacing Matt Riddle because... Matt is going to be taking on Finn. Because mm-hmm. well, Gargano got an injury or something, right? So they say. Okay. So they okay. say. Well, Vel- we like you said, Velveteen is going to be the fourth. It, it has to be Velveteen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so because this has really hurt me that NXT is on television now and Velveteen is nowhere to be seen, bro. We haven't seen him on USA on. yet. <laughs> That's crazy. We haven't seen him on USA yet, bro. Yeah, no, we did. We did. Two nights. We seen him on the debut. Oh, no, wait. Was he on USA? I don't think so, bro. If if that's the case, he probably was on the first night. Yeah, he, he faced Roddy. I think he fought faced Roddy Roger Strong on the first night. Yeah. Nah, bro. No, he didn't. Him. He didn't. He didn't. It was on the network. Yeah, it was on the network. Nah, they playing. They playing. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. They got to get Velveteen back up in there. Right. But, uh, after that, we seen Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir knocked out backstage. And Triple H was back there asking for security. Mm-hmm. And I said, finally, look like somebody invaded the show. Yeah. God damn, finally. <laughs> God damn, somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I know um, I know these guys invaded the show last week, but I was just like, okay, finally some something different happened. Right. S- some mystery shit going on. Who did it? Right. You know, right. <laughs> who done done it? Um. Next, we had Isaiah Swerve Scott without his hot-ass theme song. Yo, the, the the other theme song is way better. What I don't know what kind of pop house music they got him playing now. Bruh, the music was so hot, bro. It was like, I thought that was going to get him over. I said, yo, if if they can't get, if this man can't get over just off of his own greatness, I know this theme song will. Because this theme <laughs> song had a vibe, bro. Yeah, had the horns and everything. yeah, yeah, they had the horns. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it two weeks ago, bro. They they bugging. Come on, man. I love Swerve. Like, we got to start a petition to get that theme song back. Facts. Like, and it hurt me because like, I love him kind of like how I loved Kofi in his early days. It's like this genuine, spirited performer vibe that I get from him. I just want to support something. Because yeah. he seems like he's cool. Mm-hmm. Just get, just please give him his theme song back. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he got the win. It was a good matchup. Bronson didn't go down easy, not yep. at all. But he he made him earn that one. And I guess we'll see where Swerve goes from here. I think he's in like this mid card circuit where he's just gonna run through some of the people in the mid card and earn his rankings. Mm-hmm. The next matchup, we got Pete Dunne and Killian Dane one on one, or so we thought. Till Damian Priest attacked him during his entrance. Yo, and Damian it's... Priest was not playing no games, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro, all I know is that wait, who got it? Wait, who got attacked? Somebody got attacked in the entrance. It was um 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 Dane, Killian Dane. You sure? Or you sure it wasn't Pete? Pete Dunn was in the ring already. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He, yeah. Okay, okay. All three of these guys, man, are like sworn enemies now. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I, I yo, it. I've never been a fan of Punishment Martinez. 
But I don't know why I like the vibe of him on WWE TV at the moment, bro. I don't know what it is. It's the repackage. He needed that. (laughs) And in three-way feuds, I'm a fan of three-way feuds when you get three people that's like, like when you get three guys that are not bullshitters, that are pound for pound, no one better type competitors. You know, I like that. You know, with with three guys that don't take shit from anyone, three pit bulls. Mm Mm-hmm. We didn't get them. We didn't get a match between Dane and Dunn, but we got a hell of a segment. Right. We didn't need a match, honestly. I don't think they needed a match. This this sold the program well. The way they did this this beatdown. Yeah, I'm, I hope they fight each other at, uh, at Takeover. I hope yeah. it's a three way. Hope we get that triple threat match. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damian Priest walked out on top and made a serious <laughs> impact. Mm-hmm. And for our main event, Io Shirai and Mia Yim. Close the show out. Yo. Yo. Them girls put on in this ladder match, bro. I don't want to see it again. Like, I'd rather watch Dean Ambrose versus Kenny Omega because they almost killed each other, bro. Oh, we got broken bodies everywhere type shit. Like, and then, for some reason, I thought Dakota Kai was going to turn heel because of the way she she, uh, was like, you know, I got your back. And it felt like they'd been teasing it for a while, but she actually stayed true to who she was Mm -hmm. and tried to help Mia. But in the end, I don't know how Ia Shirai, I, I guess that was the curveball. I guess we, you know, the NXT UK women's champion, Kaylee Ray, came out there and helped out. Right. And got Shirai that advantage. But that spot that Mia Yim, when she, first of all, when her nose got broke, or nasal fracture, they say. And then she went through the, the ladder. I, I hope she don't have a rib, a rib fracture, because that shit hurts. Well, I, I know. I, I heard she was hurt. So... They still got they still got a uh a ace in the hole with Dakota Kai. So this is a good way to get her off of tell to get her out of the match. Because you still got your ace in the hole. I don't know if they're gonna do it. Cause I don't know if she's ready, you know, if she'll be ready by end game. I'm not end game, goodness gracious, war game. Yeah. But <clears throat> if if she's ready by then, okay, good. But they also have a story to tell with Dakota Kai if she's not ready as well. So I, I think they, they're in a good spot regardless. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Shayna came out to the stage and clapped on celebration, and that's when we finally got Bailey getting her ass back mm-hmm. and laid her out, and that was the way they wrapped it up. Right. I thought this show had it together. They had it together, and not saying AW then, but I think this show was, yeah, I'm going to give this show an A. The brother of the night for me, I'm going to say Finn Balor. Finn Balor, okay, okay. Bro, it, yeah, he and the only reason why is because I'm looking forward to seeing Finn every night. He's somebody yeah. like, despite everything that's going on, I'm gonna see everybody. But Finn, I'm he still got that got my curiosity running. I want to know what he's gonna say next, what's going on. So Finn for me. Well, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a a seven point eight. Okay. That that ladder match did a lot, but I'm giving it to Mia Yim because Mia Yim she put she went through some shit. And I don't even know if I could take some shit like that, but she went through some shit <laughs> on NXT, bro. I can't even front. Yeah, shout-outs to Mia Yim, man. She, yeah. I, I dig that sister of the night, brother of the night, yeah. Finn Balor and Mia Yim for, mm-hmm. for NXT. That's dope. Well, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Brothers of Destruction Podcast. Swing back around next time for another episode. I'm your host, Anthony King. With your brother, Duquan Donovan. Peace.